0: So, amen. God's good, isn't he? I just love the time we're in. I mean, how many guys, you know, can see the signs of the times? Whether the times are years away from him coming back or tomorrow, but you can definitely start to see the signs. And that makes us even to a place where we need to be more diligent. Amen? You know what I mean by diligent? We need to be about the Lord's work even more than ever before. Now, we're on our series on 1 Corinthians, and if we're, if we're going to take a step out of that today. We'll continue. You don't want to miss next week. I promise you, you do not want to miss next week um, on 1 Corinthians. Um, it's going to be a good thing. I've been pre- this one I've been praying for, actually been wor- in a sense not worried, but in some sense worried about it. And uh, But you'll see if you read chapter 7, you'll see why. But it's something that we do need to talk about as a church. And it's on the area of, I'm just going to let you know, divorce. And, uh, and listen, I know a lot of you, some of you have been divorced before. Listen, you do need to come. Don't be afraid not to come. And uh, um, because it's going to, I believe it will set you free in some things and it gives you some good understanding what the Bible says. We're going to say what the Bible says about it, but it, uh, it's going to be very clear to the point, but I believe freedom will come too. Amen? Everybody say amen. 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 God's good, isn't he? But I'm going to take a step out because I want to talk about some vision today of Cornerstone Church. Um, One of the things I I know is that vision leaks. And so every year about this time, we want to make sure we sure up our vision and make sure that we talk about it. But this is also a special time for us because we're going to talk about some steps that Cornerstone is going to be taking here in the future and uh, to accomplish what God has for us. And, you know, one our vision, and it comes down to really one statement. It's a very clear statement that we're here as a church. We exist to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ. That's why we exist. I mean, if, if we had to put it in one statement, that's who we are. I mean, it's our vision is bigger than one statement. That one statement, though, is huge because it tells us and it governs us of what we do. If 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 whatever we do whether it's children's ministry youth ministry adults outreach fellowship if it doesn't help in some way to bring you closer to the lord and help you become that fully devoted follower of him we're not going to do it i don't care who's doing it i don't care what book's been written about it i don't care how much you have a heart for if it doesn't help people become fully devoted followers of christ in some way whether it's an inch or it's a mile it doesn't matter to me as long as it's moving forward we are not going to do it. And that's what governs us. See, vision will govern you every time. Everyone should have a vision. Some people just, you know, the Bible says where there's no vision, people perish. Well, that that word doesn't mean just die. It means that they, they, they run around their life like a chicken with its head cut off, not knowing where they're going. And so we want to know where we're going, and we want to do that effectively. And so we don't want to just go here. Oh, I want to go this way. Oh, I want to go this way. That's why you don't see Cornerstone Church jump on every bandwagon that comes out. We don't jump on the bandwagons of end time prophecy all the time. We don't jump on the bandwagons of doing it this way or this way. We just don't do that. That's not us. Because uh, I see a lot of people getting in, in trouble because they go that direction or they go onto that ditch or that ditch. You don't. You won't see us ever do that. Amen. Because we want to be exactly what God has for us. And a lot of times when people ask me, they come up to me and they ask me, what's the vision of Cornerstone Church? And I know what's going on in their mind. What building are you going to build next? And, uh, and that's not really vision. Even though we have a vision for buildings, but that's not the vision of our church. Our vision is people. See, we don't build buildings and use people. We build people and use buildings. That's our heart. And our, our whole heart is building up people for, to be that fully devoted follower of Christ. And so you hear that statement to help people or lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. So what does that really mean? And this is what it means to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. That you're committed, number one, committed to God. And you can follow along in your bulletin here. That you're committed to God. That means you have a passion for God that draws you to Him and it motivates you to live for Him. That's, that's, that's our heart. We want to see that passion for the Lord increase into you daily. And we want to help with that, whether it's through fellowship or through worship services or prayer services or, or discipleship areas, that we want to see that grow in you, that you're fully committed to God, no matter what comes. That means you're going to be committed to Him no matter what persecution comes towards you. You're going to be committed to God. And that number two is that you're going to be committed or uh, competent in the word of God. That means not that you're going to know of some scriptures, but you're going to be informed, but also transformed. So you can know the word and not be transformed because you didn't let it get into your heart. That's what the Pharisees were like. They weren't transformed by the word. They knew the word. But we want to see transformation happen in your life because you know the Word and you're, you're implementing the Word in your daily schedule. That, that's what you live by. That's your standard. That's your go-to. If you want advice, you don't go to the, ne- the, the next help, help book, you know, the self-help book. You go to the Word and you get the Word on it. What does the Word say about that? When we have problems, you go to the Word and say, okay, this is, what, this is what God says. So you're competent in the Word. You're informed and transformed. just like what Romans chapter 12 says. Don't be conformed to the, to the image of this world or the, or the likeness of this world, as some versions say, or, or the thinking, the way of thinking of this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is good and the acceptable will of God. And that's in His Word. You know His Word number three, you're consistent in your walk. That you're not up and down all the time. That you have a consistency. I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about consistency in your walk. You're consistently living out faith in every area of your life. So you're being constant in your obedience to the Word of God and to to the Holy Spirit. But you're also being constant in your faith. Not this, that you have that trust in God. That means, because you can't be consistent in the word without consistent obedience and you can't be obedient without faith that you're stepping out in faith daily you're trusting in the Lord because you're gonna you're gonna follow the word in your walk and the world says to do the opposite but you're gonna do the word and that's trust so you're gonna have that so to be fully devoted followers of Christ, you're going to be committed to God. You're going to be competent in the Word. You're going to be consistent in your walk because of it. And number four, you're going to be connected to the body. That means you're going to experience deep, transparent relationships. And you're going to have a genuine commitment to the body of Christ. That's you and I together. You are never meant to do it alone. If you ever hear someone say, it's just me and Jesus, Jesus never said that. Jesus himself was never alone. He got people all around him all the time. It's not just you and Jesus. It's you and his body. And he's the Lord over it. And so you're committed to relationships. That's why we say here over 90% of all the ministry doesn't happen on Sunday mornings. Because you can come on Sunday mornings and sit in a chair and think you've done your duty. You know? No. It's for you to be a part of a family you need each other. I need you. Don't go along in this life just being by yourself because it's not the plan of God. And so you're going to be connected to the body. In fact, to be a member here, and I encourage you to be a member, it's good to be a member to to this body, is that you need to be a giver and you need to come. You, You need to come to church, but also you need to be involved. You need to use your gifts and talents. And so the, the fifth thing is not only four things committed to the body, but committed to do what? To be commissioned for ministry, to use your gifts and talents that God has for you and to use them to help and serve people. That's the, in fact, that's only, if, you don't, if you're not using what God has given you, you probably will not be growing spiritually. In fact, if you feel like you're hitting a wall serve serve use what god has given you well god hasn't given me anything no that's a lie you believe the lie you have the very holy spirit inside of you you have something inside of you that god wants to bring out that he's implanted from the very beginning of time you have a gift you have a talent that he's given you you have his holy spirit and his holy spirit is definitely gifted right Amen? And he is now a part of you. So use that. So you're commissioned for ministry. And then number six, you're compassionate for the loss. You have a lifestyle that makes both personal and corporate evangelism a high priority. You have a compassion for people who don't know the Lord. And then I'm going to add another one. Number seven, that you're full of Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 6, verse 5, the, the disciples are choosing, basically, people to do the work of the ministry. And they choose this one guy and it says, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen. And I love this. A man who is full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Amen? So You're full of the Holy Spirit. That means you're being empowered by God. That's that's why Jesus told his disciples, go to Jerusalem, wait, therefore tarry there until you receive power from on high. In Acts 1.8, you'll receive power, that dunamis power is the power to live. The power to live the life that God has called you to live. And you're full of that power, and it's so important. Now, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that power here a little bit later in, in 1 Corinthians in September. Don't want to miss that. See, this is what it means to be fully devoted follower of Christ. So our focus is to see you get healthy in this. This is, this is what all the elders, this is what all the staff, this is what all of our leaders, this is what all of us together are trying to help everybody become fully devoted, that we're going to be committed to God, that we're going to be competent in His Word, that we're going to be connected to the body, that we're going to be commissioned to, to ministry, that we're going to be compassionate for the lost, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen filled with that power and that's why i want to see everybody come to in in this place this this is my life to see that happen this is what we want so our focus here at, at cornerstone church is is health not growth healthy things what grow i want to see you healthy more than i want to see thousands and thousands of people it wouldn't do us any good if we had thousands and thousands of people and they're not healthy right we'd fail. We want to see health in people's lives. And that's what our heart, whole heart is. And that's what really real discipleship is. And the real key to having a great church is that we're balanced in these things and that we produce fully devoted followers of Christ. And that's our vision. That's our heart. help to see people saved, healed, delivered, and set free, discipled, and equipped, and to do the ministry that God has called you to do, Amen. Lives are being changed, and that's what we are. So everything we do is about God and His people, Amen. So we're a safe place. We're a light to this world. We're a place of healing, a place of sending, a place of training, a place of worship, and we're a leadership factory. And that's what that produces. And so wherever the Lord sends you in your workplace, in your neighborhood, at your soccer game, to the ends of the earth, wherever you're going to make an impact on that area because you carry the very presence of God, and you know how allow it to come out. Amen? That's why Matthew 28, the Great Commission, 19 through 20, is so important. It should be important for every church. In fact, you probably ask any church this, and this is one of their things, because this is what the commission that Christ gave us is, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of this age. Amen. And so that's what our heart is, is to go and to do what He's called us to do. A number of years ago, the Lord gave me a vision of this church. And um, in the vision, I, you know, you've heard it before, but I'll say it again, especially for those who are new, is rockets were blasting off right here from this place, from Cornerstone Church. Where I saw them first go off is around the Kansas City area. And And then they went off into the region and just all around the United States and the world. And where they would go off, they would land and pretty much explode, impacting that area. And the Lord told me, he says, that's people. Those rockets are people that will be blasting off from Cornerstone and being sent throughout the world. But it's first going to start here in Kansas City. They're to be sent out, and where they go, they're going to impact cities and nations all around. And this is why our heart is, is to plant churches all around Kansas City, have multiple locations that, that we plant, and we send people out to impact a city. And in Acts chapter 8, this is verses 4 through 8. I'm not going to read every, all part of it, but this is what it says, and I think it's all your, in your insert. It says, those who were scattered, and this is the beginning of the church, went everywhere and preached the word. I love that. I, I see thousands sending out from here and preaching the word. Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. It says they, they were hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And I love this last part of what it says. And there was great joy in that city. Can you imagine that? Seeing people from Cornerstone Church, Blue Springs, the start of it. Going out and bringing great joy to the city that they go to all around the world. Because they preached the word and saw the power of God happen. And great joy in that city. Amen? I believe that. And that's, that's our heart. Is to do that. So I told you last week there's a big announcement today. And the big announcement is this. Is that us as elders have been praying really for over six years. You know, one of the things I've known in my life is... Finding the will of God is easy, the timing is the hard thing. Amen? How many guys know that? Because my timing, we're already done and saved the world and, and Jesus already come back. That's my my thing. I mean But for for a number of years praying and seeking the Lord. And so today we're gonna announce the start of this vision. We're gonna plant a church in Lee Summit in two thousand sixteen, the fall of twenty sixteen. And our goal is to go from there all around the 435 loop and even into the inner city to plant churches and have a team of churches that reach Kansas City together. Amen? Are you guys excited about that? Isn't that good? And we have a number of people that come from Lee Summit. We have people that come from Grandview, from Belton, and uh, from all around that area. And South Kansas City, and uh, and so we're gonna we feel like because of that, that's our first step, and that we're gonna reach the South Kansas City area from that church, and then hopefully two two years after we start plant that one, or so. Remember, timing's an issue, but we're gonna plant another one, and then we're gonna plant another one, and that's gonna the, each one of these churches are gonna plant from then on. And Cornerstone Church is going to be basically another campus. It will be one church, many locations. Uh, that church will be, have the same values and goals, but probably will be a little different because it will be different people. There will be their expression in that city. And, uh, and so we're going to start planning. We're believing God. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to ha- ask you to pray. Some of you live in Lee Summit, and this is an answer to your prayer. You know, that's going to be an easy one for you. Some of you live in those areas, but some of you may live in Grain Valley, or you may live in Independence, or you may live in Blue Springs, and God's put it on your heart to help be part of the launch team for this church and to help lead this church into this next, what God has. So I want you to pray about it. I want you to pray and ask the Lord. I want every one of you to pray and ask the Lord, am I supposed to be a part of this church plan? And if you are, there's going to be an informational meeting that's going to start this in September 20th, Sunday, September, Sunday night, September 20th at 6 p.m. here at the church. And we're going to take you and we're going to talk about the vision and we're going to talk about the plans that we have to help train you and develop you. Because my wife and I are going to be meeting with that launch team, whoever it is whoever wills you know and we're going to help disciple you and help you and be a part of that and then eventually we'll bring on staffing for that church and then we'll start it our goal is by the fall of 2016 if not then it'll be the winter of 2017 but it will be started and uh and we're going to develop this team together that's going to help lead this new church in that in that area and so I want, to, I want to encourage you just to be praying about it. You'll hear more information about the informational meeting on the video announcements and stuff. And so I want you to do that and to be praying and see, is this for you to be a part of that? One of the things I noticed is that when we start new churches, and I've seen this over and over again over my years of ministry, new leaders rise up. I'm looking forward, because we're going to need new worship leaders and new musicians, and we're going to need children's workers and youth workers and, and, and ushers and greeters and leaders to do that. And so I want you to pray if that's just for you to be a part of it. Some people ask me, Sean, why plant? Why plant other churches? There's enough churches in America. Well, let me show you some statistics, because you're wrong. Each year, 3,500 to 4,000 churches close their doors forever. Yet only 1,100 to about 1,500, give or take, start to replace them. Even though America has more people, it has fewer churches per capita than any time in its history. Although the number of churches in America has increased by 50% in the last century, the population has increased 300%. There are nearly 60% fewer churches per 10,000 people than in 1920. In 1920, 27 churches existed for every 10,000 people. In 1950, 17 churches existed for every 10,000 Americans. And in 1996, 11 churches existed. Now that number's down to seven, and it's going down all the time. We must plant. In fact, we must plant more churches. Missionary groups say this about people coming out of churches. that um, See, our goal is not to plant megachurches. Our goal is to plant churches, whether size they are. But, but missionary organizations would rather have people from churches of 300 and under than churches larger than that because they're more connected and they're more family. In fact we need to have more churches of two to three hundred than we do of five thousand to ten thousand in our church here we have about 1200 people that come and so we desperately are behind we need to plant and plant more churches but we need to do it in the right way we need to do it where there's apostolic overt, like they did at the very beginning in the book of acts where we're one church and we're reaching together and we're pulling resources together We need to plant more churches. And the number one reason is that we want to be true to the biblical mandate. Jesus' essential call was to plant churches in Matthew 28. Virtually all the great evangelistic challenges of the New Testament are basically calls to plant churches, not just simply to share your faith. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, is not just a call to make disciples, but to baptize also. And everywhere you look in the Bible about even discipleship or baptism, it means incorporation into a worshiping community with accountability and boundaries. So the only way to be sure that you're increasing the number of Christians in a city is to actually increase the number of churches in that city. In fact, much traditional evangelism aims to get decisions for Christ, but experience has shown us that... That that's only the start, that's only the beginning. And if there is they're not inducted into a family of worshiping worshiping people, where there's discipleship going on and there's mentoring going on, they're lost. Because only a person who is being evangelized in a context of a worshiping community and shepherding community can be sure the final coming home into vital saving faith guy by the name of C. Peter Wagner, he's a, he's a leading messianologist. He said this, planting new churches, the most effective evangelistic method, methodology known under heaven. So we, we are being true to the biblical mandate. And reason number two, we want to be faithful to that great commission. New churches are the best way to reach new generations, new residents, and new groups of people. Historically, young adults are more attractive to newer congregations how many guys know that we need to reach this younger generation we do and so this new church is going to reflect it doesn't mean we don't reach older generations how many guys know we have friends all of us older have friends who aren't saved right and so we need to reach that and i believe in our church is a reflection of that we are a multi-generational church guess what we'll plant multi-generation churches But young adults come, are more attracted to newer congregations. And let me tell you why. Longer established congregations develop traditions. Do you guys know we do have traditions here? You have traditions. You sit in the same seat all the time. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with it, you know? That's your family there, you know? And that's what we, (laughs) that's no problem. You have that and you sit there all the time and that's fine. But we need to reach out and create new families and new places. New residents are almost always attracted to newer congregations. Why? Because they're new and they relate to new, new things that are going on. New leadership is born. Listen, you're going to see this. Some of you who have never thought of themselves of being a leader, God's going to put on your heart to be a leader in this new church. And you're going to rise up to do that. New churches are the best place to reach the unchurched. Did you know that? dozen of denominational studies have confirmed the average new church gains most of its members. The new church, 60, 80 to 80% of their new members are from people who are not attending any worshiping body at all, they're new believers. While churches that are 10, 15, 20, 30 years old like ours gain their growth 80 to 90 percent from transferred growth from other churches. This means the average new congregation will bring in six to eight times more new people in the, in the body of Christ than older congregations. doesn't mean older congregations can't see people get saved, but it just happens. I'm... I'm on the leadership of another new plan in Independence, and we're seeing that there. New, new churches see new converts all the time. In fact, the reality in our community, and we're still in a little bit in the Bible Belt here. The Bible Belt's shrinking, though, but we're still there. How many guys, was there a traffic jam going to church today? You know that some statistics, and I don't really know the statistics in just this area. Because they haven't really done a study, but 90% of people don't go to church on Sunday. You can tell by the traffic out there. We have work to do, amen? And, but I believe that we have the ability to do it, and we have the power to do it. And so I'm convinced that when we start planting our eyes get off ourselves and get on to what is needed in our community is saving the lost. Amen? And it's more effectively done by planting churches. And I love this. The amazing part is that he has chosen to use people like us, God has, to do it. And to join him in his miraculous mission of reaching this area, the Kansas City area. And we're going to do it. Therefore, we need to check our hearts. We need to get out of our comfort zone. We're stepping out in faith, guys. It's going to cost 100 to 150000 to start this church. But that's nothing. Amen? You know, I believe the Lord told us sovereignly to pay off our building for this purpose. I believe God's increasing Cornerstone Church right now. He's increasing us financially. He's increasing us numerically for this purpose. This was his time. This is his plan. And so we need to align our hearts with it. And we need to go after this with all of our heart. And we need to see his kingdom come here on this earth. Amen? And so our consuming focus is that we're going to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We're going to train and release people, ordinary people, who have an extraordinary God in them. We're going to send them out. We're going to communicate God's truth by every means possible. We're not going to back down from it. And that's our focus. And we're going to go out and we're going to go just as he commanded us and we're going to be aggressive in it. Amen? So I want to ask you, what's next for you? What is your part to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ here in Blue Springs or in Cornerstone Lee Summit? What is your purpose? What's next for you? Because not only are we going to need people to rise up and go, but we need people to rise up and stay. Amen? So it's no longer just coming and sitting in a seat. Get out of your comfort zone. Allow the Lord to do something inside of you. Pray and ask the Lord, What's your part? Where will you serve God and His people? Maybe it's time for you. To, to rise up and start a small group because we're big on small groups. Maybe it's, maybe it's time for you to serve in ushers and greeters and our helps ministry or in children's ministry. Maybe it's time for you just to get up and do it in the men's ministry a women's ministry, whatever it is. Maybe it's time for you to get up. Maybe it's time for you to start a ministry we don't have. What is next for you? Is it time for you to be part of this new campus, this church, and help lead lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ? Because you have all that you need is inside of you. It's just time for you to release it and allow it to go. So that's what I want you to pray for. What is next for you? Is it next for you to go with us? Or is it next for you to stay and to increase here in Blue Springs? What is next for you? Amen? So I want you to stand up. I want you to grab the person's hand Nicely (laughs) Go across the aisles I want us, we're family here This is a family day If you're visiting with us You can be part of this family This is a start of something great for us Here at Cornerstone Something great for you How are you going to be that rocket that launches from here? Maybe you're exploding here in Blue Springs or Green Valley or Oak Grove or Odessa or Independence, wherever you live. How are you going to be that rocket? How is God going to use you to impact your family, to impact your neighbors, to impact this region? What is next for you? So, bow your heads, close your eyes right now, and just ask the Lord, God, what's next for me? What do you want? What do you desire right now? What do you have for me? What's going on with me, Lord? Where am I supposed to connect to? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Some of you have had something in your heart that you just held back because of maybe insecurities. Maybe not knowing if it's right or not. Listen, the best thing to do is just let it out and let's see God work in it. What is it for you right now? What is it for you? What does God have for you? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask this right now. Show us. Show us your plan. Show us your your heart for us right now. Show us what you want for us right now in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you and we we bless you. And we give it to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that as we take the step of faith as a church, as a body, To not be selfish, not just hoard everybody here, but to give out for you to do. God, help us do what you want us to do. Do our part right now in Jesus' name. Some of us may need to take that step of faith. Maybe you're calling us to go to the Summit area. Some of us may need to take that step of faith and and do and become the leader here in Blue Springs area. But we want to impact our community. We want to do something for you, God, and show us right now. No matter who we are, no matter what we've done in the past, today is the day we make that decision to get out of our comfort zone, to get out of the place that we've been, and to rise up. And to serve you in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. But we thank you, God, right now. Time for us to make the choice, Lord. We give our life away to you, Jesus. Completely. We choose you right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. you know, I'm, I'm just really excited about what God's doing because He's going to do it through you. And um, I've studied church planning ever since the Lord gave me this vision a number of years ago, back in, when I was a youth pastor here. And uh, I'm just excited to see you because we're not building, Cornerstone Church is not built on a personality. It's not built on me. We just refuse it. It's built on him and his people. So I'm looking forward to see what God does in you. The transformation that happens. will not you be seated for a moment. I'm going to call Bill up here in just a second. I had a pastor. I, I, I just talked to couple years ago and just asking him because you know i knew it was coming i knew what we were going to be doing i asked him so what was what's one of the greatest things that you saw when you first planted another church and he says this is what i saw i saw a young man he didn't look the part didn't act the part and be honest with you normally i might have just thought there's no hope for this guy He said, when we decided the plant, and I gave that call to that is this you is this is for you. He rose up and has now become the pastor of that plant. See if we don't see transformation in people's lives, why are we here? I can't wait to see transformation in you, in me, in rising up and doing just radical things for the Lord. Amen? Where it seems like in the church world today, we need to batten down and don't do anything more. What do we have to lose? Nothing. We have everything to gain. And to see people like you rise up and do it. So pray, seek the Lord, what he would have you do here, what he'll have you do there, and even in the future where we had you go. Because God's going to do some really cool things, and I believe it's going to go fast. Because I believe time is short. And we need to be aggressive in reaching and discipling people. Amen? Come on, give the Lord praise one more time. Amen.